Dan, magiging influencer na ba tayo? Ako, influencer na ako. Naita mo ba yung vlog ko, pre? <laughs> we have our first media partnership. So, saktong-sakto ngayong pandemic, uh, there are a lot of small businesses popping around. Online businesses then. So, if you guys need some marketing services, we'd like to give a shout-out and special thanks to our media partner, Ambidexter. So Ambidexter is a digital content marketing company that offers tons of great services ranging from graphic design, content writing, media relations, and many more awesome marketing services. You can like them on Facebook or check out their website www.ambidexter.media or if you're old school, you can also shoot them an email at hello at ambidexter.media. Again, it's Ambidexter. A-M-B-I-D-E-X-T-R They even made the poster and wrote an article about us. About us? Angelo, meron tayong article. Galing naman natin, no? If you like podcasts, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to us right now, Ambidexter will launch an Ambi blog series which features different podcasts. Every week, they will be posting a blog feature on different podcasts based in the Philippines. We are excited to be part of such an exciting series and we can't wait for you to see this. Now, on to our episode. What's good everybody? Welcome to another edition of the South Boys Podcast. It's your boys, this is Angelo and we got Tristan. Hey, what's good everybody? And you know the drill, you can like us on Facebook, The South Boys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at South Boys Pod. And on Instagram, South Boys Podcast. Or if you're old school, you can also email us your inquiries, questions, shoutouts to our email address, southboys.podcast at gmail.com. Tan, it's February 22. It's a Monday afternoon. And the All-Star Game will be held on March 7 in Atlanta. The same format as the past years. You know, it's pickup style. Team LeBron versus Team Durant. And the game itself will carry over the Elam ending format, which was introduced last year. Uh, if you remember with the teams competing to win each quarter and playing to a final target score during the untimed fourth quarter. So it was a competitive um, game last year, Tan. If you remember, it was. I think it was a good format that they introduced an emotional so game. yeah and a lot of players uh this year have griped about an all-star game uh it was lebron Giannis, other players which i understand because at the start of the season tan it was agreed upon that we're not going to be having an all-star game and then all of a sudden you know we're having an all-star game in the middle of the season so my question for you tan to start off our episode is is this the right move for Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA to push for an All-Star game this season given, you know, the COVID um, restrictions and everything, the risks Situation. that, yeah, that goes with it? Is this the right move? Um, I know we all want to see a very competitive All-Star game, an All-Star weekend, in fact, where we get skills challenge, um, rising stars, uh Basella this year. I think it's just the all-star game, no? Yeah, and the three-point shootout and slam dunk ah, yeah, contest. Not... All in one day, packed in a day. Ah, isang araw bala hat. Mm. Oh wow. 
Okay. Um, I don't. I'm not sure about the Rising Stars I don't think challenge. Uh, but I don't think it's the right move for the NBA because one, you're literally setting up all of your best players to probably risk getting COVID, and we don't want to watch the NBA without any of the stars. Let's be honest. Ang hirap panoorin yung NBA kapag wala yung big name stars. And ang laki ng risk for each team that has an all-star uh, to let their all-star come to the all-star weekend game. Say, for example, LeBron. LeBron hopefully doesn't get COVID but does. Um, the Lakers are Old short-handed for a few weeks. <laughs> And, oh, sige, sabihin natin, uh, The Chicago Bulls were vying for basically anyone, right? A playoff spot this year, and oh, de ba? Ma, ma, ne? Talagang it severely diminishes your chances of winning that championship or getting to the playoffs, lang. So I don't think it's the right move for the NBA to even consider an All Star game. And lalo na hindi naman lana pag-usapan during the start of the season. So why push for it? Yun lang. Yeah, I agree with you, Tan. It's really not the right Ikaw, move. Mm, it's not yeah. really the right move considering the risk of uh, what you said. The risk of putting all superstars in one arena. And it's not a bubble. Uh, who knows kung saan-saan sila pumupunta during that time. Uh, what strip clubs will James Harden visit? Uh, all players, saan sila pupunta, <laughs> di ba? And I even like read a tweet that there are um, events around in Atlanta that centered on the All-Star Game. Like they're having a party of some sort or a viewing party. I'm not sure. Pero may mga events na lined up in Atlanta to celebrate the All-Star Game. So uh, that's not a good sign for me. And from the players' perspective, they expected to have a rest period during this time, diba? Um, the All-Star Game was not planned at the uh, start of the season. But um, looking at the other side of the coin, if you will consider that the NBA as a business, siguro, is losing money, and we all know a lot of businesses are losing money during this time, and they need to play this game in order for the business, for the league to continue, then I think the players should be informed about this. Um, they need to be transparent and communicate to the players. I do, I do. Mm. Honestly, do you think the NBA needs an all-star game this season? I think everybody's losing money, if that's your argument, right? Mm. Uh, everybody's look, losing money, but this is the NBA. They're getting brand sponsorships, um, commercials, and probably still jersey sales. So it ang pinaka-affected na nila is yung fan attendance, of course. But uh-huh. kung yun lang yung reason ng mga owners and the NBA, don't you think it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, I don't know the word for it, but stupid mm. to risk your money makers in all, <laughs> all in one place, di ba? <laughs> So, yun lang. Uh, uh, yeah, I get your point, Tans. Um, actually, what I'm go- I was going to say is they need to be transparent and communicate to the players and for the fans as well what the state of the league is and the reasons why they need to have an all-star game or weekend. 
then the players will have to honor their contracts and their obligations to the league because of the end of the day, diba? the league is the one paying them in the first place. But um, as you said, Tan, um, there are sources of profit tong NBA. It's not just the all-star game. And if it's just the greedy executive's way siguro to reap some profit, diba? then that's a big no-no for me. Oh. That's um an all having an all-star game is really not the right move if that's the case but who knows what's going on right who knows if this is just some profit um profit profit platform for the NBA or or do they really need it but as a from a fan's perspective yeah maybe we win if there's an all-star game or maybe we don't then because a lot of the players do not want to have an all-star game. So, gaganahan ba sila maglaro? Uh, what do you think, Tan? Kung ganun ba, may uh-huh. gana kaya yung mga players? What do you think? Kasi last year, it was a competitive all-star game. Um, one of the best, I think, from the past years. What are you expecting from this year? Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as competitive as before. Um, just because of the emotional aspect just isn't there anymore. It's not for Kobe and Gigi and yeah. um, the others who were lost in the helicopter crash. But this year, it just seems like it was forced. And players are a little bit more tired. So I honestly don't know. Maybe bragging rights will play in, into... Uh, major role, but I don't think it's going to be all that competitive this year, if ever. What do you yeah, think, Yeah, I, I also kind of agree that the emotional aspect to it is removed from last year. So we're just having, we're gonna see how really competitive this format um, can bring to the All-Star game. And I also don't expect that this is gonna be as good, siguro, as last year. Because a lot of the players really do not want to be there. They do not want to play. So I think they'll be coasting throughout the game. We'll see no defense. But then again, uh, we don't know because the format, you know, every quarter, uh, whoever wins the quarter um, gives to their chosen charity, you know, gives money to their chosen charity. So, you know, there there is motivation. Hmm. There's motivation still for the players to play hard, but we don't know. Okay, so before we talk about our picks for the All-Star Reserves, let's breeze through the recently announced starters uh, with some All-Star tidbits thanks to NBA.com because we want to be informative in our podcast, Stan. So first off for the West, um, Stephen Curry, his seventh All-Star selection. So Curry has been named an All-Star game starter for the seventh time in the last eight seasons. Luka Doncic, second All-Star selection, the second straight selection as, an, as a starter for Luka and became the ninth player to play in the All-Star game at age 20 or younger. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. LeBron James, of course. 17th All-Star selections, the third most in NBA history. And LeBron is also the leading scorer in All-Star game history with 385 points. 
Next up in the front court is the Joker, Nikola Jokic, third All-Star selection, the third consecutive All-Star selection for Jokic, who becomes the first Denver player voted to start since Carmelo Anthony in the 2010-11 season. Hello! And the last one, Kawhi Leonard for the West, fifth All-Star selection. And for the five times that he has been named an All-Star, he has started all those games. So that's it for the West. Tan, uh, would you care to introduce the East starters? Um, first off, we got Yanis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks, fifth All-Star selection, an All-Star starter for the fifth consecutive year as well. And Antetokounmpo has the highest scoring average in All-Star game history at 27 points per game. I mean, wow. And Bradley Beal from the Wizards, third All-Star selection. The 2021 NBA scoring leader has been voted to start the All-Star game for the very first time, rightfully so. And Kevin Durant, the Nets' 11th All-Star selection, Durant, who holds the second highest scoring average in All-Star game history, 25 points. Uh, I didn't expect na 25 points ang si KD. But Joel Embiid for the Sixers' fourth All-Star selection. Embiid is the first Philadelphia player selected to start four consecutive All-Star games. Since Allen Iverson the answer. was named a starter seven times in a row from 2000 to 2006. And lastly, but not the least, Kyrie Irving from the Nets, seventh All-Star selection. Irving has now been voted to start the All-Star game with three different franchises. Um, Cleveland, uh, Boston, and now, currently, the Nets. Galing, no? Kyrie mm. parang... Di mo expect na parat siyang nandyan, pero nandyan. <laughs> Everywhere he goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so now for our um, picks for the All-Star Reserves. So uh, for guy, for you guys who don't know, uh, the All-Star Reserves will be picked by the coaches in the league. And the format is they'll pick three front court players, two guards, and two wild card players, regardless of position. So seven players from each conference. And let's start with the Western Conference, Stan. And let's start with the ones that we agreed on. First, Anthony Davis. So <laughs> on a down year, quote-unquote, 22 points, 8 rebounds, Definitely 3 assists, 1.8 blocks, and one point three steals per game. So isn't that an all-star numbers still on a down year for Anthony Davis, Stan. Um, the Lakers are one of the top defensive teams this season. And again, it's no secret that he's the biggest reason why. And next up, uh, from the other LA team, we agreed on Paul George. So Pandemic P looks like he's been mm-hmm. vaccinated because he's been playing one of the best seasons, if not the best season <laughs> of his career. Um, Tan, so he's on the verge of averaging an absurd 50-50-90 shooting split, splits. Um, he's averaging 24 points on 51% from the field, 48% from the three, and 91% on, on the free throw line. And he's averaging a career-best 66, uh, 62% through shooting percentage. Also a career-high five assists per game. 
solidifying his case as still one of the top two-way players in the NBA. And to another front court reserve that we agreed upon is the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. So Gobert is averaging 14 points. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually, yung Rudy Gobert pick, I'm not sure about kung ano yung mangyayari kay AD. Hmm. If he plays the All-Star game, because he will probably get replaced. So I think Rudy Gobert should be selected. And then, probably Carl Anthony Towns. Kaya lang kasi Towns hasn't played a lot. Uh-huh. Kita naman sa record ng Wolves na abysmal season, but... <laughs> Yung averages ni Towns for the games he has been playing deserves a little bit of a nod, of course. But the amount of games, it concerns me for Carl Anthony Towns. That's why we went with Rudy Gobert. So you have, initially, you have Gobert as a replacement player, Tan, or a reserve? Um, I have actually, uh, I, I got Gobert as a wild card. But uh-huh. if... Hindi talaga makakalor. If AD can't play, then he definitely deserves the front court spot. And Kat would be in the wild card for me. All right. Yeah, going back to Rudy Gobert. So I have Rudy Gobert on the front court because he's averaging 14 points on 63% field goals, which is fourth in the NBA. 13 rebounds per game, second in the NBA. Two blocks per game. Also second in the league. So, Tan, if you go to nba.com slash stats right now and bring up the defense dashboard, you'll see that Gobert is ranked in the top five in all categories. Uh, not sure about all categories, but you get the point. He's all over the place when it comes to defense <laughs> and some advanced metrics also. He's second in the most contested shots in the league. Opponents shoot 7.4% below their season averages with Gobert contesting in the paint. And he's also second in screen assists. So he may not be the go-to guy for the best team in the NBA, but no doubt for me, he's the most impactful. And now, um, definitely for the guards, we agreed on Donovan Mitchell averaging a career-best 24 points and 5 assists per game. Uh, the best scorer in the best team in the NBA. Sorry, Jordan Clarkson. Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> next up for the guards, Damian Lillard. A no-brainer. Come on. Um, if you don't think that Lillard deserves to be an all-star this year, I think there's something wrong with you. And lastly, our agreed... Yeah, you're living under mm, a rock problem. Our agreed-upon pick, Chris Paul... So the 34, at uh, 35, sorry, the 35-year-old Chris Paul is averaging 17 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds per game. And once again, although he hasn't, hasn't won a ring, he's proving why he's a winning player. He's taken over the facilitating duties from Devin Booker and the Suns are fourth in the West. Um, much like LeBron, everywhere he goes, he turns his teams into a playoff team. He's fourth in total clutch points this season and fourth in assist percentage and fifth in as fifth in assist ratio. Basically just a point god. So that's why I also have Chris Paul. You have Chris Paul. And for 
the con- well not really a controversial pick I guess but you have in your front court Zion Williamson so can you um make the case for Zion Williamson then um I'm not exactly sure of his stats but if you take Zion out of this New Orleans Pelicans team Probably going to get a PBA team, the uh, <laughs> uh It's a little bit rough for uh, the New Orleans right now, but Zion has been carrying the team load. As in, sobrang lakas ni Zion, and I can't, I can't even imagine what the fucking Pelicans would look like without Zion right now. Um, for the last five games, he has scored. 26, 31, 36, 23, and 28. While giving his rebounds enough for him, because hindi naman siya talagang great rebounder for his size, saka napapagod siya agad. Um, major downside lang kay Zion this year is he's not really known to be a shot blocker. Alam ko, lahat kayo, you see how high he can jump yung mga highlight blocks niya, but it's not consistent. It's not mm. uh, Rudy Gobert numbers na consistently my blocks. His steals are there, but blocks are sort of not there yet. But yung improvement ni Zion from last year to this year, it's evident. As in, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to see a jump in Jamoran's game as well. But clearly, Zion has made a much more uh ano bang word dito a jump bigger maybe. jump because mm. yeah man, he knows how to play his game he's not trying to force any three pointers up any force jumpers kulit ka ng play ng pelicans kayo eh meron silang lonzo ball who has been shooting the lights out for some reason <laughs> ang ginagawa nila si lonzo ang nagpe-pick sa may just under the free throw area and pagka tumama na yung defender ni Zion the screen it's over Zion just explodes mm-hmm. it's either you meet him at the rim or, or you don't <laughs> just do your work early and most of the time you can't diba uh-huh. so I think Zion is definitely a f- an all-star or a future all-star in that case just my take on it ikaw Ancelo what do you think mm, yeah I think Zion is an interesting pick, Dan. So just to round off your picks for the Western Conference Reserves, you got Davis, PG, Lillard, Mitchell, Gobert, Chris Paul, and Zion. So for me, if Anthony Davis is not, well, he's most likely not going to play in this year's All-Star game, I think Zion should be the replacement for Anthony Davis. So um, for... My last, for the last spot in my Western Conference Reserves pick. So initially, I got... Actually, it was controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So initially, Tan, I got... Pick mo na to. I have Mike Conley. Um, in year 14, the resurrected vintage Memphis Grizzlies, Mike Conley, averaging 16 points per game, 5 assists and 1.4 steals while also shooting the lights out 
45, 41, 81 shooting splits. Uh, the numbers doesn't pop out, I know. But um, when you look at the advanced stats, he's 8 in ESPN's real plus minus. Ahead of guys like, you wouldn't believe it, he's ahead of Nikola Jokic and James Harden when it comes to the real plus minus. So I... Um, I picked Conley initially because I want to reward the most impactful players in the best team in the NBA. But uh, do you remember the Spurs, Stan? Um, do you remember DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> Naalala mo po ba sila? Because they're currently sixth in the stacked Western Conference ahead of Lucas Mavs and ahead of Uh, Nikola Jokic's Nuggets. So the focal point of the Spurs offense is averaging 19 points per game, 5 rebounds, and a career-high 6.9 assists on an efficient 48% from the field. I'm going to give the Rose and the nod here so that um, all teams in the playoff race as of today, Feb 22, is represented in the All-Star game. So that's why I, <laughs> I picked DeMar. Because for me, he's more of a vital player than Mike Conley is. Like if you switch, if they switch teams, I don't think Mike Conley can carry the Spurs like DeMar can, right? The season. Do you, do you agree with that at least, Stan? <laughs> uh, I see. I'm, I'm surprised with the DeMar DeRozan pick. Because I remember clearly there's Mike Conley. But... DeMar DeRozan, I don't think he's an all-star because ang ganda ng rotation ng Spurs eh. And ang ganda ng schemes nila this season where mm-hmm. even though Derek White is coming back from an injury, DeJounte has been playing top 50 value in fantasy. They found value in Jakob Pertl. They found value in um, Lonnie Walker for a short time. And to say na DeMar is an all-star, I mean, it's arguable. Kaya, I see him as an all-star, but I also don't see him as an all-star. So it's a 50-50 vote for me. And mm-hmm. I do agree with you that he does play a big role for the Spurs. But at the end of the day, feeling ko there are other players who are a little bit better than DeMar in the Western Conference. But that's just me. Yeah, uh, all right. Speaking of... I think Spurs fans would agree. <laughs> And speaking of, Tan, um, better players in the West. Uh, who are your tough cuts in the West before we head on to the Eastern Conference Reserves? Uh, Devin Booker. Uh, yeah, definitely. He hasn't been playing the All-Star level like he was last year. Pero... But still, it was hard. Up the also, numbers. Chris Tapps. Because mm-hmm. it's Yeah. Also, Chris Tapps. Medyo, he's still getting his rhythm back. And Carl Anthony Towns. Because it's just a little number of games. Yeah, talaga. So, that's yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about Chris Tapps and um, Kat. Because they, they've missed a lot of games this season. And... Parang sakto lang naman when they're playing. Because compared to, let's say, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a Aaron Fox, 
uh, Devin Booker and before he got injured, mm-hmm. CJ McCollum and Christian Wood, diba? All of these guys have a case for an uh, all-star spot. Jamarant ja then and you know, Ja also missed um, like a month or so due to injuries. So a lot of, really a lot of players has a case, but you know, we're going with our picks. So moving on from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference, then again, let's start. Um, etong sa Eastern Conference, parang medyo nagdisagree tayo for most of our picks. But uh, first, to to the players that we agreed that these are um, all stars this year. First on the front court, Jason Tatum. We agreed on James Harden. Um, Harden, if mm-hmm. you you don't know, Tan is. Averaging 24 points on 50, 40, 90 shooting. A league-leading 11 assists and 8 rebounds per game as a Brooklyn net. So since his arrival, Brooklyn is averaging 123 points per 100 positions. Possession, sorry. So how good is that? It's good enough to be the best in NBA history. But uh, my question for James Harden, Tan, do you take it against him, the the debacle that is that happened? Or the drama that happened um, on his exit from Houston to Brooklyn. Do you take that against him in selecting him as an all-star this year? Hell no, bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> important lang dito if he's playing really well. It doesn't matter which team. If he's playing well, he deserves to be an all-star. James Harden, MVP caliber type of player. Can say what you want about his weight, his um, extracurricular activities, but as long as he can put that ball in the hoop, as long as he can pass that rock and rebound the shit out of that basketball, <laughs> he deserves to be an all star. No more yeah. drama, just basketball, boys. James Harden is a top 10 player and always deserves to be. Mm. Honestly, I had him as a starter, so I'm surprised he's even as reserved. Yeah me, yeah, me too, Tan. I had him as a starter when we were voting. And uh, you're right. This is the All-Star game. Uh, this ain't the all-good guys team. So kung my all-good guys team, I think James Harden w- would be one of the last picks or one of uh, a weak... He has a weak case for an all-good guy team. But this is the All-Star team we're talking about. And James Harden is still the, one of the top 10 players in the NBA. and. Also, going back to Jason Tatum, Tan, who do you think is having a better season, Tatum or Jalen Brown? Oh my God, bro. I, honestly, it was hard. Um, Jalen Brown kept them afloat. If you listen to our last episode, I think I gave a lot of praise for Jalen Brown. But seeing Tatum's numbers after a COVID-19 hit, uh, he's still having trouble breathing. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. This guy just still deserves to be an all-star. Uh, 25 points, 25.8 points, 7.0 rebounds, and he's average, averaging a good number of assists for Jason Tatum, way better than his average. Yeah, score, it's so his career high, 4.7 assists, yeah. yeah over 10. Go, Angelo, what do you think? 
Mm, yeah, I gotta be honest. I was skeptical of Jason Tatum being an all-star this year, um, given how many players in the East are having stellar seasons and blowing up the stat sheet. So I'm not quite sure if he deserves it more. But the 22-year-old <laughs> is putting up, you know, as you mentioned, also really astounding numbers. And because of injuries to Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, Early in the season, he was forced to take much of the playmaking duties and as a result, averaging a career high in assists. So if you look at the record, the Celtics are fourth in the East. And you also have to wonder where the Celtics would be without Tatum, right? And of course, without Brown, and mm-hmm. which I picked as an all-star and you didn't. So we'll get... We'll get to that later on, but uh, going back to our agreements, we pick we both picked Bam Adebayo. Uh, why do you why did you pick Bam Adebayo, Tan? It's just talagang tinatanong mo. <laughs> but um, I was just about to I say was, I was thinking uh, Bam Adebayo kept us afloat. Um, when Jimmy went down with COVID-19, surprisingly, Jimmy had so much impact that Bam had to take everyone's load. I mean, that sounds so wrong. Oh my God. But yung, ano niya, yung overall impact in the game na highlight nung wala si Jimmy. Say, He's doing all the playmaking. He's doing all the scoring. And we launched, we lost a bunch of games without Jimmy. But we won some games just because of Bam. So I'd give Bam the nod over Jimmy right now. Laluna. it's weird that we're still losing with Jimmy out there, even though he's had like three straight triple doubles. Mm. It's has not been, been good games fire. for us. Mm. And Bam has been more consistent. Yeah, but Jimmy's been on fire. But Bam's a little more consistent right now. He has more games under his belt. And yeah, it pains me to say that Jimmy Butler is not an all-star for the first half of the season. But Bam kept us afloat. If Bam isn't here with, without Jimmy, I don't think we'd, ha- we'd be at 13 games. <laughs> we'd be around 8, feeling go. So, uh, you know, I gave Bam over Jamie this year. Yeah, so you, you know this stuff more than I do because obviously you watch the Heat um, every game, I think. And I also gave uh, Bama Adebayo an all-star nod mm. this season. As you said, before Jimmy Butler came back, he's been carrying much of the load for Miami and my fantasy team this season. Uh, he's been under the radar, I think, in part because <laughs> the Heat as you said, has not been the same team that we saw made a run to the finals. Uh, they're struggling. Um, so if you look at Bam, he's averaging 19 points um, per game, nine rebounds, a career high, five assists per game. So that goes just goes to show um, that he's carrying the load, not, also, not only in scoring, but also in facilitating, also of averaging a steal and a block per game, essentially doing it all on both ends for the Miami Heat. That's why I'm, for me, he's an all-star because he's doing it at both ends of the floor. He's defending every position. He, 
he's much like Jokic, Jokic on the offensive end. You know, he's scoring and he's facilitating. I love his improvement also in the mid-range game than shooting efficiently at 57% mm-hmm. and also making 84% of his free throws, which is career high. And um, uh, speaking about Jokic, he has the second highest assist rate for a big man in the league. Uh, of course, second to Jokic. So underrated season for Bam. Because when you talk about young guys maybe making leaps like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I think Bam should also be in that conversation, right? Definitely, yeah. Mm, yeah, so for our last agreed-upon pick, Zach Levine, come on. It's just funny to think that once upon a time, Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine were drafted in the same year. They were teammates, and Levine was just tagged as a dunker. But then what times have certainly changed. Um, this season, Levine is putting up an absurd 28, 5 and 5 in a steal per game. So only Dame, Steph, and Beal have more 30 point games. No one averages as many points per fourth quarter. And only Damian Lillard has more total points in crunch time. So I'm sure Tan. Um, Zach Levine is one of the most underrated players for you in the league as well? I mean, you just said everything right there. Zach Levine, uh, he's improved so much. Uh, And the Minnesota Timberwolves chose to keep Andrew Wiggins over this guy. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, he's super underrated. Maganda ng Bulls ngayon. Tad Young had had many young, man. Um, aspirations as a all-star before, but now na resurrection for some reason. Wendell Carter has not been playing that well. Um, yung Patrick Williams, but this team is just Zach Levine's team. You know he's the main guy, but yet he still averages 28 points per game. So you just got to give it up. I mean, I think everybody sees the improvement and everybody knows that Zach Levine can probably play and he's not just a dunker. Mm, yeah, I, I agree that. And at some point, you know, greatness can't be ignored. <laughs> and I think it's time to change our perception on Zach Levine. So um, now for the, for the players that you picked and I didn't pick first in the front court. Then you have Nikola Vucevic, and why is that? Vuce is super underrated. This season, Aaron Gordon went down. Um, Cole Anthony went down. Markel Fultz went down. So, the thirteen and eighteen record for the Orlando Magic is uh, understandable, but Vucevic has been on a tear. Um, if you saw the last game against the Warriors, he went toe-to-toe against Steph Curry and came out on top. Vooch <laughs> can shoot that three very well. He can rebound the ball. And he has decent passing. So, uh, I don't see this as uh, an underrated pick. I just lang na underrated siya, but Yung pick nato is no brainer for me. I don't think there's any other big man who can 
come up against Nikola Vucevic right now. I mean, apart from the guys we just said, na part na ng All-Star, but Vuce is up there. Vuce is definitely up there for me. And my next pick, it's, it's easy. Si Domanta Sabonis. Reincarnation ni Arvidas? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Mas magaling siyang pumasa sa dad niya. He can run that floor very well. He can rebound very well. He's very physical. And the Pacers are looking very well. Uh, they added... Uh, the added play of Ma- Malcolm Brogdon is helping the Pacers. But this guy is a bonus man. He was the player of the week during the start of the season. And he's been playing out of his mind. And I just don't see him not being in the All-Star this season. Angelo. What do you think about these two guys? Yeah, uh, both guys really have a case for making the All-Star team this season. They're both playing All-Star all-star numbers, All-Star level, but I think these two players that I picked have a more compelling case. So I picked Julius Randle in the front court, one of the most pleasant surprises this season. Um uh, ko bang let go siya ng Lakers? Maybe on lang, but we got LeBron and Anthony Davis, so I'm willing to take that exchange. So he's averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists per game on 58% true shooting. He's leading the league in minutes, Stan, and leading the New York Knicks to the, I can't believe I'm saying this, 8th seed as we speak. Uh, so for me, that's why Julius Randle is a more uh, has a more compelling case as an All Star this season. And next for my next pick in the front court is Chris Middleton. So going back to the theme of rewarding impactful players on a winning team, so Middleton is averaging a quiet twenty six and six, also shooting fifty forty ninety, and the bona fide. For me, under appreciated, maybe there I say Kobe to Giannis's Shaq. You know, uh, Middleton's averaging thirty-seven Cap. and seven. <laughs> He's averaging thirty-seven and seven for thirty-six minutes when he plays without two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. So without Giannis, it's really Middleton. Um in center stage, and he delivers. That's why, for me, Chris Middleton is an all-star this year. So, for your next pick, Tan, who do you have in the guard? Um, This is actually very, very hard for me. I don't know why it's hard, but I went with Trey Young. Hi, uh, Trey. I know all of you guys are probably thinking, why isn't it Jalen Brown, or why isn't it Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards? And why the hell is it Trey Young? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Trey Young is still very good. I think all star number, numbers for sure. And all the teams, they're preparing for Trey Young. They're not preparing for John Collins. They're not preparing for Clint Capella, but they're preparing for Trey Young. And he's still delivering. He's had the Hawks are way worse without him, and the Hawks have had a very good couple of games where they went against Boston, 
Um, some games there were where they fell short, but I think Trey Young still delivers at the end of the day. So I think he deserves this All Star nod. Go, Angelo. Uh yeah, Trey Young, definitely, he's worthy. He's worthy. But I'm gonna pick Jalen Brown as my last guard. He's one of the top candidates for the most improved player. I think you picked him as a most improved player in our first quarter award stand. Am I right mm-hmm. in remembering? <laughs> yeah, so Jalen Brown is... Yes, I did. Yeah, Jalen Brown is averaging 25 points per game on 50% shooting. He also has some notable high-scoring performances this year, or highlight games, if you would call it. He already scored 40-plus points multiple times this season, so carrying much of the offensive load for the Boston Celtics. And again, the Celtics are sitting on the fourth seed in the East. So that's why I'm giving it to Jalen Brown rather than Trey Young. But there are really a lot of players this season, both in the West and the Eastern Conference, who has um, really good cases for making the All-Star team. So for the East, Dan, who are your tough cuts? Um, Julius Randle. Jimmy Butler, uh, uh-huh. Russell Westbrook, of course. And lastly, but not le- the least, is Malcolm Brogdon. Ang ganda ng stats ni Malcolm Brogdon. And if you're going to continue the rewarding, the impact in the stats, then I think Malcolm Brogdon fits your criteria as well. But mm-hmm. so far, off the top of my head, sila yung mga cuts na naisip ko. Ikaw, Angelo. Yeah, for um, my East tough cuts, so I didn't include Trey Young, who I think also deserves it talaga. Onti na lang. I just chose Jalen Brown. Um, tough cuts, Ben Simmons. I also didn't include Sabonis on my team. Uh, Tobias Harris also is having a stellar year. Vooch, also Vooch. I didn't include. How about Grant, Tan? What do you think about Jeremy Grant? Yeah, he's definitely carrying the Pistons, but I don't think he deserves that All-Star spot yet. Probably yes. MIP mm-hmm. candidate, but not All-Star. Yeah, especially, you know, if you have Trey Young and Jalen Brown ahead of him, it's really a tough cut. Um, so, the, that's I think that's it for our All-Star reserves, that's both it. for the Western yeah. Conference and the Eastern Conference. So, to round up, your Eastern Conference, Dan, you have Vooch, Sabonis, Tatum, Harden, Trey Young, Bama Adebayo, and Zach Levine. And for my Eastern Conference reserves, mm-hmm. I have Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, and Bama Adebayo. So for our listeners, you know, we'll post our list on our social media sites and you go ahead can debate as to who which picks do you agree on and which picks you don't agree on so just hit us up on our social media and that's it for this edition of the South Boys podcast ladies and gents thank you for listening and we out I don't even know what that means no one knows what it means but it's provocative no it's not it gets the people going